Welcome to Parlay Me Power Players. This is a podcast that explores the latest entrepreneurs, startups, founders, business leaders, and even enterprises that are changing the game. We call them the disruptors. You might see them as your mentors or maybe even your colleagues, but we are so excited to bring to you each week someone we find either fascinating, progressive, or someone that's really making changes in all kinds of industries. We are agnostic in what we cover, so we cover everything from mobility to AI to food and produce, you name it, we cover it. But most importantly, we want to showcase to you entrepreneurs that are really making a difference and making the world a better place. Hi folks, so welcome to Parley Me Power Players podcast. Today we're super excited because we are here to welcome Miko Chen. Now he's the co-founder of Gold Rush. That is the in-house accelerator at Gold House. Now today we're going to tell you all about these two nonprofit organizations. Um, but firstly, just a little bit about Miko. Miko, he's on the call obviously now with me, but I'll speak to it. Um, he's a Taiwanese American entrepreneur with a focus on technology and the wellness sector. He's um, a Los Angeles native turned New Yorker, if you will, and he's been really instrumental in building multiple communities across wellness, co-working, and recruitment companies in order to shift societal norms. Now, to a little bit about Gold House, for those that don't know, it's a collective of some of the most influential pan-Asian founders, creative voices, leaders, um, dedicated to ultimately and this is quite quite impressive stuff, but to erecting infrastructural opportunities that improve life for ourselves, future generations, and society at large. So Gold House is uh, based across LA, New York, and San Francisco, and it was forged in recognition and part of, um, if you will, the Better Together movement. So Gold House recognized that Asians lack Um, a cohesive culture of mutual support and therefore there was a need and a need there was for a supportive ecosystem that would let Asian Americans thrive. So here we are with Gold House. They inspire change by transforming public opinion of Asians through ongoing creative projects. Now one of the pivotal ways in which Gold House looks to unify and propel Asian American community is via their 12-week accelerator purpose-built program called Gold Rush. Now, they look to scale Asian-led businesses right across the US. And from my understanding, Gold Rush was founded in 2019 and is growing literally daily. So we're here with Miko. Miko, it's so great to have you on the show today. Um, Now, just tell me, Gold Rush uh, kicked off, if I'm correct, in 2019. And prior to that, you were a strategic advisor and also a model how did you find yourself co-founding this amazing accelerator? Of course. Well, first and foremost, Jeremy, thank you so much for having me today um, to talk more about Gold House and Gold Rush. It's a privilege, and I'm really excited to talk more about it. Um, but to answer a question about how I first found myself uh, with this accelerator, you know, prior to Gold House and Gold Rush, um, I was pursuing a startup myself, focusing on mental health, specifically uh, with men. Uh, you know, during this time, you know, I was I was searching for a community of like-minded Asian founders, and honestly, I had a very difficult time. And, and you know, during this time, I decided to start an extremely lightweight version of what Gold Rush came to be. Um, and during this time, I had just met Bing Chen, who was Gold House's chairman, and I explained to him my vision of what I wanted to build. He immediately mentioned a concept of Gold Rush, which was originally supposed to be Asian Prime Day sale, um, not really the full-fledged accelerator that it is today. Okay. Um, and, and, and from there, you know, we decided to merge ideas. I had known about Gold House through Bing and its many accomplishments, and I knew with the full backing of Gold House, we could achieve anything. So a month later, you know, I signed on to be the first um, French director of Gold Rush, created it from the scratch. And, you know, this is a true example of one of our catchphrases, you know, we can wait for a seat at the table or we can build our own table. You know, I couldn't find what I was looking for, so I decided we needed to build one. I love it. I love it. It sounds like 
you know, you guys are a fairly young organisation in the fact of when you were founded only, well, a year ago, but in the middle of a pandemic, so I'm sure it's launching time. Um, but I love I love the name, firstly, Gold Rush. It's very clever. And mm-hmm. I want to get to actually um, how your um, marketplace kind of rolls out through your accelerator. But firstly, I just kind of wanted to touch a little, little more about yourself um, and your journey into, I guess, the entrepreneurship industry, if you will. Um, what was it, you know, for listeners that don't know you so well, um, or the, you know, the gold house, gold rush journey, what was it that drew you firstly to entrepreneurship? And then obviously, you know, you talked to obviously why gold rush want to, but kind of what led you to that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to put all into the entrepreneurship community. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really good question. So, um, you know, as a teenager, I had always been fascinated with entrepreneurship and startups, you know, having seen my parents build their own technology company from the ground up. You know, there was always something really incredible about creating something that might change the world. And, you know, on the other side, I also remember how hard and lonely it was for them as immigrant uh, entrepreneurs. You know, these memories really stuck with me as I entered and fully immersed myself in the technology startup world, you know, again, focusing on recruiting technology and wellness at first. Um, And and through my time working and advising startups, you know, I discovered the power of community and its pervasive impact on one's mental, personal and professional growth. Um, And when it came time for me to give my hand in entrepreneurship, I knew I either had to find a community or make one. And, you know, I chose the latter and that the Gold Rush Accelerator came to life. Fantastic. And look, building community, it's not, it's kind of, it's what everyone wants to do, right? It's like, it's the ultimate, like, build community. But it's not an easy process. Like, it, it has a lot of challenges, brings a lot of opportunities. Um, Speaking of that, like, power of community and being so important, I you once described Gold Rush as more of a, I get guess, a social impact venture, if you will. So with this in mind um, and thinking about the, the U.S. Asian population, it's quite diverse. Um, from my understanding, there's around, and look, don't quote me on it, but 200 million Asian Americans that actually trace their roots to more than 20 countries uh, throughout East and Southeast East Asia and also the Indian subcontinent, and each with unique histories, cultures, languages, you know, all different types of characteristics so right now um as i'm sure you're more aware than anyone being in new york it's a key moment um in u.s political history um without going into too much of politics because no doubt we're all pretty fatigued by it (laughs) um right across the world but asian americans are um noted as the fastest growing segment of eligible voters out of the major racial and ethnic groups in the united states so I think it was documented that like more than 11 million were able to vote this year, making up to nearly 5% of the nation's eligible voters. Um, so with this in mind, how important is it that the Asian American community understand the power of community, as you say, and how do you guys connect them or facilitate to connect them in a meaningful way to bring them together to do better? Yeah, um, it's a great question. So I think, uh, actually, first and foremost, I think the uh, it's actually really great to see America become even more diverse. Um, I'm a firm believer that diversity makes things better. Uh, it makes things uh, more productive and efficient and effective. Um, actually, I also have read another study that it's not just 20 countries. I think it's actually nearing 50. Um, so that's just yeah. the wealth of just diversity coming through. I think it's it's incredible. But to really answer your question regarding the importance of community, you know, I think it's incredibly important, especially with a large influx involved and the volume of people, you know, with more people comes more voices, more perspectives, more bodies, all in a positive form. But that also requires a greater need of organizations, platforms, and nonprofits just like Goldhouse to really aggregate the masses in, in, in some sort of fashion. You know, however, providing and building a safe environment and a community is just part of it. To your point, I think the other part is to really concentrate that collective collective's effort to, to make a positive impact on this world so we can truly affect change. You know, I think Goldhouse has done this extremely well. And, and to, to just touch upon a little bit, you know, you're, you're saying, 
that there's, the nation has a, a large portion um, of voters in this community. And, you know, one of the big things that we focused on was voting and the census. And it was really important for us to give people information, access, um, and resources in order to know how to do it, why it's important, and then and then distribute that to the masses. So two of the things that we really did was, one, we created a ton of resources. Um, first, uh, obviously aggregated those in English, but we also translated all of them into key Asian languages because, you know, my parents, you know, they, 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 they're immigrants and, you know, they speak Mandarin and yes, they're, they know some English, but I think that's one of the blockers a little bit of, of kind of moving forward is we want to be able to create uh, knowledge and distribute that uh, to the masses. Right. And the way that we did the distribution was we truly galvanized our influencer and cultural leader network to spread the word, to drive awareness, um, to make sure that people understood why it's important in their language. And, and, and that was really successful. And I think it's really important that we all ensure that we uh, make an effort uh, and play our part in this nation. Absolutely. And look, if ever there was an election where every vote counted, <laughs> it's certainly this one. So, uh, you know, giving giving the people the understanding of how to actually vote, it's crucial. So, yeah, and like you said, especially if you're an immigrant and, you know, English isn't your first language and, you know, it's your first time voting, you know, in exactly. the US. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it can be really, you know, overwhelming. So um, what I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, kind of, to go into, I guess, uh, the Asian American um, population a bit more, dive a bit deeper, so to speak. Um, what are like the main challenges or opportunities? And now this is a broad question, but <laughs> you know, like we could be here for a while. But what are you know maybe one or two you know that you think challenges or opportunities you think Asian American population faces today? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So um, I'll probably focus a little bit more on the founder's perspective, especially since I run Gold Rush. And so uh, just to highlight on a couple of things, you know, um, I think the, the challenges and opportunities that we focus on um, is community, access to capital, and uh, representation and exposure. So I think those three things are so important, especially for the Asian American population. Um, where, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of scarce to find those things. And what Gold Rush does really well is to provide platforms, leverage our network to, to provide resources, advice, guidance, um, and, then, and then leveraging our partners to really distribute and, and, and give them that exposure and that brand equity and build that brand equity there. Um, so I think from all, the, all three of those fronts, Gold Rush has been um, uh, pushing forward on those. And, and I honestly do encourage that there are uh, other platforms that do exactly the same. Um, there's not enough of us. And I think it's important that we, we start building these platforms if we truly want to affect change. Absolutely. No, it's, and it's quite interesting because uh, at least in the founder entrepreneur space, there hasn't mm-hmm. really been a, a voice, if you will, or a platform mm-hmm. for Asian it's not that I know of. Um, so definitely it was needed. So uh, kudos to you guys for actually doing it and making it happen. Um, so, so not to like, you know, I, again, politics, COVID, if I hear these words again, like, you know, we're all quiet, but, you know, we can't really go around it. So how has COVID pandemic, I guess, has it, you know, you can speak personally, of course, um, mm-hmm. how's it changed? Or influence your life, um, and I believe you go between LA and New York. Um, mm. Has it changed it, or have you felt um, you know it's been a challenge for you personally, or for the Asian American living in the USA at the moment? So I, because I'm so immersed into Gold Rush and and the founders mm. and the, the community. To be fully frank, um, my, my emotions have been really tied to them. You know, I truly feel what my founders feel with their companies and what they're going through, you know, all their struggles or accomplishments, you know, whenever I see some of our um, founders talk to us about, you know, losing a large partner or uh, a bunch of their sales dropped, um, you know, I feel that. 
or when you know some of our founders get um, you know featured in Forbes and talking about diversity and how they're making an impact on that front, or if you know um, Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton have just like promoted their brand, I also feel that you know all the all the ups and downs. I think is really yeah. in a roller coaster ride of of that, and, I, and honestly, I do feel kind of like tied so closely with these founders. Um, so from that perspective, like you know, COVID-19 and that, 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 that part has, has really created some sort of um, roller coaster ride for the founders. And I truly have felt that um, in, in this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, look, it's been a tough one for all, mm-hmm. all uh, founders I'd say around the world. And especially if you, you know, you are, I guess, like a word of a minority, um, mm-hmm. it is thing you know, you have to confront with. So, now let's go. Let's talk about Gold Rush because that is why we're here today. And I just wanted to talk a bit about um, what does Gold Rush like offer its founders? Because there are, you know, let's, there are a bunch of accelerators out there. Let's just say I feel like most there's so many it's hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there aren't many like yourselves that obviously speak to the Asian American community. But I just want to go a little bit deeper in like what you offer your founders in regards to allocation of capital, um, how much do you invest in startups, um, that mm-hmm. sort of thing to start off. Yeah, no, I'm happy to talk about Gold Rush. Um, and so so just to quickly give you an overview for those who don't know. So Gold Rush, as we has been talking, have been talking about, um, is an accelerator built for and by Asian founders to overcome societal stereotypes, um, to thrive more rapidly and to break the bamboo ceiling by creating and empowering more C-suite Asian leaders. And so twice a year, essentially, we select two cohorts of found Asian founders to participate in a 12-week program encompassing of one-on-one mentorship from a slate of industry icons and investors, a growth-focused curriculum, and a complementary professional PR and marketing package that culminates in our signature Gold Rush sale, which our next one is actually going to be uh, November 27th. Um, yes. <laughs> it's upcoming. Um, and for from the objective standpoint, just so you guys have a little framework, you know, we operate in three objectives here. So one is amplification. So think our semi-annual sales, ongoing editorial promotion, promotions, the second being acceleration. Think new business development opportunities, whether uh, we're connecting you with potential investors or leveraging strategic partnerships such as Lyft or Postmates, etc. And then community. I keep talking about this, but we're really here to build the biggest and strongest tribe of like-minded founders who want to co- uh, truly co-elevate together. And, and to answer your question about the, you asked about how much do we invest into the startups? Is that correct? Right. right. And look, that can be, like I said, that can be business development, that can be capital, that can be, like you said, building community. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to get a feel for people listening, like what's the weighting, yep. I guess? Yeah, no, it's a good question. So um, just to talk about ingestion of capital first, Gold Rush does not provide direct capital to our founders, but our network does. So our greatest asset is our community and network. And through introductions and connections, Gold Rush has worked directly with over 70 plus companies with HealthAid, Lioness, or Health, Gen Z, just to name a few, um, and have helped our founders raise over 55 million in post-accelerator financing and, and 250 million overall. And so uh, it's, 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 it's our opportunity and our network that we really leverage to make magic happen. And, and, and that's, I think, one of the biggest benefits of being part of the Gold Rush Accelerator. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, when it comes to like, um, and I want to talk a, a little bit about kind of mentorship because yeah. that is something that's, I think, really totally. key about your accelerator. But when it comes to like business development and, not, and whatnot, what type of partners, mm-hmm. um, because do you offer founders or rather, you know, um, doors you open? Because obviously you guys are in LA, you're in New York, you're in San Francisco, you have access to, I mean, LA, you know, the movie network, you have mm-hmm. amazing, you know, tech network, obviously in San Francisco, uh, New York, also mm-hmm. tech. Um, what kind of doors can you open? I mean, obviously it depends the startup, obviously, and what their focus is, but um, can you see mm-hmm. any examples or things like that? Yeah, so just to give you guys a little context first, I like to break this out between like internal partnerships and then external. And so for for some of the partnerships internally, what I mean by that is because we fostered kind of a founder community already, and a lot of these brands actually have worked with 
um, you know, really big influencers or they've done partnerships with each other. And that's where I want to uh, foster and encourage more of the founders who want to create boxes together, do giveaways together, to do sweepstakes, to work together to really build a package. And then not only do just, you know, create a really um, beautiful and aesthetically pleasing product and offering, but it's really there to help grow each other's network mm-hmm. and product and service and team. You know, they're leveraging each other's kind of um, user base and growth uh, growth tactics to grow each other's together. And I think that is a really beautiful moment where a partnership is formed and honestly a long lasting relationship. From the ex, what I mean by the external side though is, you know, obviously Gold House has built a very extensive network and partnerships. You know, you know I mentioned before Postmates. We have a really strong uh, partnership with Samsung Next. We've done things with Lyft, um, etc. And you know, you know, we we obviously have um, leveraged those partnerships, but have connected them to founders where it makes sense, you know, to accelerate the growth of their business. So Postmates, obviously, with some of the F&B brands, you know, Samsung Next, we've done a lot of mixers. So it's like really how, how do we build a founder ecosystem? And so it really depends on kind of what the founder's needs are. And it's really important for us to really listen to what they need at the current moment because it's always changing, especially with, with the pandemic and whatnot. Um, we really have to be, keep our ears open and make sure that we are leveraging our partnerships in the right way. Definitely, definitely. And look, I believe, you know, everyone says, you know, everything, it used to be like the competition, right? Like everything was the competition. Accelerators that are built that way. They're mm-hmm. built very much for the startups to come in and they like they come in as competitors almost and it's a very competitive environment. Um, where what I think is just hearing you talk mm-hmm. now, it's really interesting that you guys are all about, you know, this movement of like better together and helping each other. And what I'm seeing as well, because obviously at Parliament mm-hmm. we speak to everything from first-time founders to you know C-level execs at large enterprises is that the enterprises are really finally getting on board like, mm-hmm. hey, like we're better together, you know, like and they're really cutting really amazing strategic deals with things that you think, hang on, aren't you competitors? But actually, if you actually look into it, you know, <laughs> if you do it strategically and you do it well, yep. it can be really mutually beneficial. So I think it's, there's like a real shift going on and I, I also believe it's the pandemic accelerated it quite a lot. Um Together, which has been great so absolutely um it's really interesting that almost your your we, you know i don't want to say gold rush was born into the pandemic because it wasn't it was founded in 2019 but it's a, it's a nice place and a way for you guys to come together it's a real pivotal moment where everyone had to turn to each other and be like hey we're in this together like let's we succeed if we all succeed so mm-hmm. um it's interesting so a little bit about i guess brand equity and whatnot and building brand um is there anything mm-hmm. that you guys do, um, you know, in regards to your partnerships with marketing or like you spoke to influencers? Um, do you guys have an influencer network that you can mm-hmm. help or editorial outlets that you like kind of uh, direct them to your startups? Like what kind of exposure can they get through you guys um, that way? Yeah, uh, we we help with all of that. So in terms of building brand equity, we we definitely have a, we first and foremost have a marketing team and arm to do a lot of the social media campaigns, promotions, lookbooks, videos, et cetera, to just promote the brand to our Gold House network and to the public itself. From a publication standpoint and outlets, we definitely have quite a few um, relationships with outlets and publications. Um, because of our past ventures, especially our first venture, which was in Gold Open, which is all about movies and theater and et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. But as we, as Gold Rush expands, we definitely have leveraged a lot more relationships with people like Forbes and et cetera to really promote that founder's journey. And I think that's been really, really important. Um, but to, to answer a question about the influencer and kind of the, you know, that network, uh, we do. And, and I think What's been really eye-opening for me too is how generous some of our um, network really is. You know, people have been incredible champions for us, just like Prabhu Gurung or Philip Lim, who you know they they've been working for a while. They they've built their their reputation, but they're so generous with their time and 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 really promoting brands that and, and this community and what we're about. Um, so I really appreciate all, all of those aspects in promoting those brands. Brilliant. And and you spoke to really uh, briefly, and I don't know if you can speak to it on, on this um, discussion, but Cold Open, um, can you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about that and what that entailed? 
Yeah. So uh, one of our Goldhouse's objective is, you know, how to live more authentic lives. And, and one of the big things that we wanted to do was to showcase and and, um, and highlight and support Asian-led films. And so any time, essentially, uh, movies such as Crazy Rich Asians or, or Parasite um, or Farewell, you know, these are things that are really important for our community. And, you know, it's really important for us to see people like us um, in film. Mm. And, you know, our organization aggregates um, our community, uh, well, pre-pandemic, um, to, yeah. to watch the movies. Now we're doing it virtually. Right. Uh, you know, to aggregate our community to support and to really see and bring their children and bring their families to, to go see, see that movie and to really hear that story. Um, and I think there's a lot of power in storytelling and there's a lot of power in kind of just seeing um someone who looks like you, especially for me, who, you know, I, you said this before I was in the modeling industry and there wasn't many Asian models or Asian male models, at least that when I was doing it. Uh, and it, to me, it would have made a really big impact on, um, you know, little Miko. Absolutely. Little Miko. I love, I love that. No, absolutely. It's, it's, it's really essential. So it's great. You, you guys have many, um, verticals if you will within uh God. Mm-hmm. i love it so to that um point uh, can you tell us a little bit about the digital marketplace you offer founders so you've got this semi-annual sales so to speak and like mm-hmm. once coming up at thanksgiving but how do these um come about um and how do they benefit the founders and if you can just give us a quick overview of that of course um so our signature sale is basically one of the final components of the gold rush program it's an opportunity for us to really showcase all the founders products at a discounted rate through a public sale where we leverage what we were saying before influencer marketing our marketing team a public showcase or celebrity network etc um all of the sales um uh, go to our founders by the way gold rush does not take a percentage of the sales everything is given back to the founders. So it's truly, we're here to support and build these brands because we just want to see them succeed. Um, and and to, to do a little plug, yeah, I encourage all the listeners here to go to goldrush.market November 27th through December 1st to really redeem and just see and learn about some of these companies because they have incredible products that are really disrupting the market. And to be honest, they're on a discount. So you might as well get a deal. Fantastic. And is so that goes for about two or three weeks, is it? So it's about, it's a one week. It actually goes across Black Friday. Um, oh, wait, sorry, I misheard you. So it goes from the 27th <laughs> of November to December. First. First. Okay, gotcha. Okay, great. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and where can they head to to find out all that good stuff? It's going to be on goldrush.market. Uh, and you'll be able to shop. That's brilliant. And look, you guys are doing um, some exceptional work there and putting together some really fun videos and content around that, which we've also been parlaying for our networks. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned that you guys don't take um, profits, oh, sorry, any any money from the sales. Um, to that, that, do you take any equity mm-hmm. in the startups that come through Gold Rush um, once they've gone through your accelerator? We do not. Um, we... Okay. Yeah, we, we, again, like this is a completely free program and, you know, we do have advisors who we, you know, connect the founders with, um, but we do ask the founders and sorry, the advisors to, um, uh, if they want to be formal advisors after the program, they can through an equity stake, but during the program, we also ask them to not do that. Got it. Got it. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so anyone that's listening that is of Asian American descent and has a startup, guys, you need to head to Gold Rush by the sounds of it. Um, I will at least apply, and that brings me to my next question. Um, how do you go about selecting a startup? Like, what's the most important aspect for you? Like, obviously. Um, like I said, the founders need to be of Asian um, descent, but like, how do you assess them in regards to market traction? Um, you know, it, it can be one thing, you know, there's a lot of companies that have followers and supporters um, across social media and whatnot, but then actually generating revenue is another thing or vice versa. They can be generating revenue and then have no online presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you kind of assess or weigh up what success looks like to you? Because also my understanding and those listening, you guys are looking for like not early stage, but has some traction in the market. Is that right? Yeah, I know that you're, you're exactly right. So we do have a financial requirement. It's about 500k um, and above of operational financing. Um, in terms of 
yes, you do need to be of Asian descent. In terms of how do we um, select and admit people into the program, um, the Gold Rush team actually does not select the founders who are admitted into the program. Um, our team does curate a incredible selection committee that consists of um, you know, the most pioneering lifestyle icons, business leaders, serial entrepreneurs um, who do select those those founders. You know, some of the people that we have this this cohort is Amrita from Square, she's the CFO of Square, Anu, who is a partner of the Females Founders Fund, uh, Jeremy Liu, who's uh, at Lightspeed Ventures, you know, just a ton of people who have a wealth of expertise. Um, and we truly lean on that. They have seen many pitch decks. Um, they've seen many companies go um, uh, in and out of their purview. And uh, we lean on that to really admit the right founders into the accelerator. Um, what I will say, though, is we do encourage the selection committee to ensure that the cohort has um, both Asian descent and gender parity amongst the group, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, great. Well, that that is good to know because um, that's always, you know, it's great to know you obviously have this uh, inbuilt network that's super successful that can obviously mm-hmm. direct you in the right um, the right way. So, uh, you know, that brings me to, I guess, team dynamic. And again, it might be the same answer because it sounds like it's not really falling on your shoulders, but it's falling on the shoulders of, you know, your amazing um, board of advisors advisories and whatnot but team dynamic and that's important you mentioned about gender and whatnot but is there kind of do you guys focus on team dynamics at all in regards to like skill like you know they always say there's a three-legged stool (laughs) you know where you've got the sales the tech and the marketing um do you believe that you know this is important or do you take solo um founders you know there's also Mm -hmm. you know um, the, there's a lot of people that say solo founders are the great and, you know, it has to be a team. So there's kind of a bit of division sometimes, yep. but how does Gold or rather Gold Rush look at it? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I'll give you kind of like a concept of what I, like how I build my teams. And so, uh, uh, and maybe that'll translate into kind of the teams there. But, um, uh, you know, I, I believe in building kind of like a mastermind group Um and this is concept about like what kind of group mastermind group would you want to you know help you take over the world? That's kind of like the major concept. And the concept also mm-hmm. ex- explains a little bit more about creating kind of a perfect team um, that consists of people who have skill sets that you don't have or are, are weak at. You're trying to find people who can complement you um, pretty well. And and you know for especially for the gold rush team specifically, you know uh, there are things that I'm really great at, and there's other p- things that other people are amazing at. And I, you know, um, I think collectively, you know, I think our skill sets create that perfect team. And sometimes it does seem like we can take over the world. Um, and and I think that that kind of translates a little bit to also the teams that we um, uh, see within our founder group. However, you know, like, I don't think there's like a secret sauce as to what is better uh, uh, than one another. I think it truly is about who who that founder is, who that team is, what is the environment and what is that makeup. And um, and again, to your point, like we do lean on our selection committee to, to really kind of assess that piece. We give them all the information beforehand to make the decision. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a secret sauce. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. I... I see some amazing solo entrepreneurs. I see amazing three-legged stools, if you will. Um, you know, it, it is diverse, and that's what I think makes it really interesting. Um, you speaking of, I guess, a perfect team, if you will. Um, you know, I I saw that the once um, startups go through the Gold Rush Accelerator, they become a Gold House member. Mm-hmm. Um, can you? A little bit about what that entails like what experiences and i saw on your website you write perks so i'm hoping there's some like perks that um, the founders can expect from becoming a gold house member yeah no it's a good question so um i think becoming and integrating into the gold house membership is um incredible i obviously i <laughs> The Goldrush program is in, is amazing, and I think you learn so much from it. But I think the value really, um, you know, goes twofold, threefold once you become into the Gold House membership. So to to your point, yes, I think uh, so. Once you complete the Goldrush program, all the founders become Gold House members, and 
um, you know, they're integrated into the fold and we'll have access to things like exclusive salons um, where, you know, a lot of our like celebrity advisors, mentors in, in uh, industry and, and cultural leaders attend and they get to meet them. You know, people like Michelle Lee of Allure, John M. Chu, Prabal, Philip, like all these people are such big champions of us. And this is an opportunity for them to be at the seat of the table with them and just talk about cultural issues. Um, other things that they'll get is, you know, they we have a memberships benefits program called Gold Key. Um, you know, they'll go to uh, and be invited to movie premieres whenever we have movie premieres again. Um, and just a slate of really awesome experiences where they get to meet just the membership. And I think that's um, a true value. I love that. And, and is that lifetime, so to speak, uh, that membership? Can they... You know, is it you want to facilitate them through their entire journey, um, whether that's startup or, or corporate, or is it kind of a limited mm-hmm. amount of time, or is it yearly, or what is the membership? Yeah, that's a good question. So right now, it's um, we'll assess every membership on a yearly basis, but uh, to date, we haven't really had a, a big uh, change for kicking people out. So I think we're, we're, we're in the <laughs> good see. running here. <laughs> Of course. So that's great. So, um, you know, if anyone that's listening, they're thinking, oh, I really want to join Gold House, um, sorry, rather Gold Rush, and I, but I've, you know, got a million and one things on. Um, do you require founders to give up like their plans and, you know, um, invest 100% of their time in their startup during this 12 weeks or whatever, you know, and, and after, obviously? Or can participants have a side hustle or where, where on their journey? I mean, it sounds like you need 500K operating costs, so it sounds like mm-hmm. you're all in on this. Um, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what, what your, you know, um, stance is on that. Yeah, so the answer is um, no. Um, you know, top companies come in all shapes and sizes. And mm-hmm. our focus is whether the company is building something meaningful to last. And if they have other endeavors and other projects um, that you know they have to do because they have other responsibilities, but they are building something at last, you know, we're gonna be there to support them. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, yep. So um, given like COVID and the whole work from home movement, um, you know, how, how has Gold Rush kind of provided meaningful engaging content? Because I'm guessing a lot of the work you're doing now is remote and online, um, but tell me if mm-hmm. not. Um, how do you help facilitate that? You know, and it sounds like especially with you guys, it's very much about, um, you know, building together and coming together. And also that requires a lot of trust, right? Like if I'm, you know, mm-hmm. doing a partnership with, you know, another startup, um, so to speak, or scale up, however you want to define them, I want to know who they are. I want to meet them, you know. So how you, what, what kind of things are you guys doing to make sure that your network is solid and they, they trust each other? Yeah, so um, I think, so one, yes, a lot of our, not a lot, all of our events now are virtual, um, as, you know, most of the programs are at this point. Um, but, you know, I think uh, the program has really built a strong advisor group as well. And so what part of the advisory program as well is to host workshops and sem- seminars um, that are virtual at this moment um, that talk a lot about, you know, growth product market fits, branding, entrepreneur finance, you know, you name it. And I think that has really provided a lot of value. Also, the caliber of the people that we have curated has been just incredible. And just, you know, this 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 idea of mutual support and lending and giving back, I think has been really important. But even people, you know, that we have been surprised, you know, Eric Fang is on here, um, Kevin Lin from Twitch, Patrick Lee from Rotten Tomatoes, Shiva, who's the ex-CTO of uh, WeWork, you know, all these people who have been just incredible to kind of provide their knowledge um, and to give their time. You know, these people are, you know, very busy and uh, people who have limited bandwidth. And I think because they're lending, you know, just an hour, doing office hours, you know, mentoring a founder, I think that has provided a lot of trust and, um uh, in the program and to this community. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's key. So so tell me, you know, when you're assessing a startup, um, do you look at it, how important, I guess, rather, is their exit strategy? I mean, obviously you want to look at the, you know, um, what they're doing now and their plans, I don't know, five-year plans, whatnot, but is exit strategy important for you guys or does it even come into the conversation? 
Um, so it's not part of the conversation, but it's definitely something that um, at least our selection committee looks at or advisory council looks at. But honestly, for a Goldrush perspective, you know, our focus is for our companies to build a great company. Um, wow. And we want to provide the resources to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Gold House positions itself as focusing on mentorship, which we've mm-hmm. spoken about in this podcast. Um, can you speak to some of the, I mean, you have named some amazing <laughs> people about this uh, podcast, but can you um, mention just some other mentors within your ecosystem and how they benefit the founders? Obviously, you've mentioned office hours. So w- mm-hmm. What else um, and what other mentors can you speak to or just give us a little, a little uh, tease of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. So, you know, for the founders specifically, you know, these advisors are just iconic entrepreneurs, you know, growth masterminds, uh, leading investors um, who, who have that one-on-one pairing, first of all, with uh, each founder. And so you'll have that one-on-one time. We talked about office hours. So let's say, for example, a founder who's not paired with this advisor, they can actually book some time with someone to talk about international expansion with, you know, Bonnie Chen Wu, or, you know, talk about HR with Candy Delipe. But, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of that mix there. I think in terms of um, other people who can provide more, a little bit more insight too is, you know, our selection committee and, and, and all those people who have been just, um, just big supporters, you know, Michelle Lee from Allure has been just incredible, uh, champion for us, you know, has a lot of, uh, um, advice and guidance for, you know, whether it's in outlets and publications, but lifestyle in general, um, you know, some of the big proponents of us too has been, you know, the Caviar founders, the DoorDash founders, you know, even though they're not current, you know, selection cleaning advisors, you know, they are huge champions of just this community and whether they're like, hey, I, I need some advice about how to scale this company, you know, we, we try to make that, that connection when it makes sense. And um, I encourage all of our founders to ask us and be like, hey, like, I know this is not part of our program right now, but let's 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 have that talk and see if it makes sense and has is the right time to have that conversation to help your company, um, especially talking to someone who's just been just a very successful founder. No, it definitely sounds like you have a very fluid relationship with with your advisory um, board or panel or selection committee, as you call them. Um, Something I wanted to, you know, you have like such a stellar advisory panel, Um, you know, you've got Eric Fang, Mm -hmm. uh, for those listening, ex-Hulu CTO, to Kevin Lin, the Twitch co-founder. Like how do you go about selecting this advisory board? Is it is it vertical based? Is it um, you know obviously these incredibly successful people, and is it kind of like have you found it easy to build out this, or have you you know you've had to go hunting for these amazing people? Like how is it kind of formed for you guys? Yeah, first and foremost, I think in the spirit of Gold House, it's it's that giving and that mutual support. So whenever we we even approach an advisor or hear about them, you know, they a lot of these advisors or judges or selection meetings, they have either have reached out to us being like, hey, like I really want to support this community. And from that perspective, it's been really easy to just kind yeah. of sell the mission and whatnot. And there's other people that we have you know, have approached and uh, made a note to who, you know, had to explain a little bit. But once we kind of explained the cause and mission, people are just so generous and, and willing to kind of like invest their time into this. And so from kind of looking at like where we um, uh, like where we target kind of specific aspects, you know, we definitely always want a mix of subject matter experts, um, you know, with consideration of what stage the founders are at. And also mm-hmm. from obviously from a category perspective, we talked a lot about gender, you know, obviously I want to make sure that that is, that has gender parity there. Um, and, and, and we also need to just anticipate a few needs um, of the company, such as, you know, where they're at growth, do they have a product strategy? You know, that's, you know, why Eric and Shiva are brought on, um, you know, branding, marketing, fundraising, like all these different aspects of how to really build and uh, grow your startup journey. Um, that's kind of things that are always at top of mind for us. Um, and then there are other kind of like really interesting um, specialties that we thought we would bring into the mix, such as like international expansion to Asia. And so, which we have as well into this advisory group. So 
there's definitely some key specialists in um, foundational pieces, but also kind of what are the needs that potentially would happen um, as they go along this journey um, and, and afterwards as well. Fantastic. And so, um, look, it's brilliant. It's it's all good stuff. I, I wanted to kind of speak to, I guess, a little bit about your your latest cohort and the one that will be coming up for the amazing marketplace you have mm. um, this month. But at first glance, it seems like you have a really good mix between consumer goods. Or you've got like a lot of food startups in there. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to, and again, you guys didn't select them, the selection panel did, or committee rather, but how I think mm. the selection committee uh, selected these founders and perhaps, and I know I hate asking people to do this and you can say, no, it's totally fine. Um, but, you know, it's like choosing your favorite child, but perhaps um, it doesn't have to be your favorite necessarily, but a startup within your cohort that you're quite excited about um, at the moment for a particular reason. And again, it doesn't have to be choosing a favorite, just one that you can speak to. <laughs> um, it is truly like choosing between your children. I, okay. I, I think they're all amazing. Honestly, I, I have no, I have no kind of like preference or, or favoritism towards any of them. I think they're all incredible brands. These 17 companies and founders are just just so incredible. I think uh, I encourage everybody to just take a look at some of the profiles, some of the stories that we put out about their journey. They're just so moving and impactful that um, I think people will find value in it. Um, but in terms of just talk a little bit about how the cohort was chosen um, from a conceptual standpoint, you know, uh, in the past, Gold Rush actually was themed. And so um, the first Gold Rush was actually is lifestyle. So it was uh, fashion, wellness, and beauty. And then our second cohort was all food and beverage. This cohort, uh, we actually decided to remove the theme restriction. Um, uh-huh. And and moving forward, we will no longer have a theme restriction. Um, and okay. the, the point was to be able to have a good mix of founders who are making a true impact on this community and, and, and their industry. And I, I think we, we did a good job at having a good diverse pool of people so they can all learn from each other. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that is interesting. That's good to know for anyone listening. So it's open. You're agnostic, if you will. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can be, you can be deep tech, you can be e-commerce, you can be food and beverage, you mm-hmm. can be consumer goods. Um, you guys will look at it all. So um, for those listening, again, how can they best join the movement, so to speak? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you say you do your cohort, and forgive me if I'm not correct, is it twice a year? Twice a year. Um, when's, when's the best time for them to start engaging with you guys? Yep. Um, and what would you suggest? Any tips for, like, get making their submission stand out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think the first and foremost thing that you guys can do is to, um, or the most immediate is to really support this public sale that runs from November 27th through December 1st. Again, you can rush with us at uh, goldrush.market and you don't want to miss out on that front. However, um, in the future, uh, Gold Rush has, again, two cohorts. Um, the next cohort essentially will be in spring, um, and it applications, I think, will open uh, in, in March. Um, and you can also find that at the goldhouse.org, um, and then go to Gold Rush, and there's an application form there. Um, if you do want to just support Gold House in general, um, potentially even join as a fellow, or just subscribe, you know, goldhouse.org has a join function where you can see if we have open roles. Um, and if you, uh, want to just be in the know about gold house, we do have a subscription newsletter that we send you, you know, quarterly, uh, and frequent emails, not frequent <laughs> quarterly, uh, emails, um, just around yeah. what we're doing. And I think if you, something piques your interest, um, definitely, uh, email us and there's a contact page and we'll, we'll, we'll get you that information. No, that that is, and look, I can speak to it. Um, that's how we mm-hmm. met, you know. Uh, good old LinkedIn, but also, you know, you are very open. Um, I would, I, I feel it, Gold House and Gold Rush. That if you do reach out, um, and you have this um community where people can get involved, mm-hmm. and I think you do have a lot of ways people if they really, if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, wow. I, I feel really passionate about this company. I would encourage you to get in touch because you guys have a lot of volunteer mm-hmm. roles as well. 
like that. So fantastic stuff. Now, last and final question, but most important question that we always ask here at Parley Me is, and look, it can seem generic, but it's just really interesting to know because people come from like, you know, your story at the beginning of this podcast, how you Mm -hmm. got into entrepreneurship and what inspired you. It was very personal, you know, it was your personal family, your upbringing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatnot different reasons uh, people get involved and sometimes it is uh, you know mentorship seeing reading about an entrepreneur working beside an entrepreneur you know whatever it is but is there an entrepreneur that you feel really encapsulates what true entrepreneurship is and look it could be someone that's come through your cohort it could be a family member it could be someone we know like a Richard Branson <laughs> but is there someone that kind of you know embodies for you what entrepreneurship really means yeah it's a good question um i never think there's like a perfect anything and so to be frank i don't really have one person who i think is a perfect entrepreneur i think there's aspects about entrepreneurs um from people that have that i admire and that i respect and i'll name a few just to just give you some of the lessons that you've taught me especially on this journey it's been <laughs> quite a up and down journey but um but yeah so you know the first one obviously has to be my parents you know they taught me so much about grit uh resilience and kind of moving forward and doing good hard work um uh and, and working off merit um the second is you know i i is jay shetty um you know i think he's built an incredible brand he has he's so inspiring but i think he does something really good um you know a lot of people talk about this phrase doing well by doing good but and i really think that he is inspiring people and making sure that people are sending positivity and making sure that they um you know don't compromise the morality um in in in, in exchange for success and i really uh, admire that um and then two people who i think were really um pivotal in kind of the growth of gold rush and just kind of that lens there is you know patrick lee from ron tomatoes he taught me so much about uh, a lesson of focus. If you haven't, you know, he's done a, his talk quite a few times, but if you haven't heard some of his talks about focus, incredible, definitely highly recommend that. Um, Kevin Lin from Twitch, which he talked about, uh, talked about tracking success and highlighting the progress, especially during the beginning where, you know, I <laughs> didn't know much about how to do this. And, you know, it was a really impactful piece of that. Um, and lastly, I, I you know, I want to thank Bing Chen, you know, he's Gold House's chairman, you know, he talks a lot about finding your purpose. And I think one of the big things that, you know, uh, we talked about at the beginning was, you know, us merging this idea and making sure that, you know, we formed this kind of amazing program that came from a sale all the way to uh, this full-fledged accelerator. And, you know, I think those have been really impactful as to my journey. And, you know, I thank all of them for uh, helping me along this way um, and encourage everyone else to actually find, you know, whether that one entrepreneur or that entrepreneurs, um, to to really help you along your journey absolutely well look it's it's a community and sounds like you have it around you so what what a great place to be so look i thank you so much for your time miko i know that never a dull moment so to speak when you're in this entrepreneurship world and never a, a, a quiet moment let's just say so that's what i love about entrepreneurship um and startup culture now, for those listening that want to know more, do get involved. Like uh, Miko mentioned on the 27th of November for the goldrush.market. Uh, head there. Look, thank you so much for your time. And we can't wait to see, you know, this cohort succeed and your next cohort. And look, when we all get back to things in person, <laughs> um, guys are just going to go from strength to strength so and look i really really do thank organizations like yourself for bringing awareness and also um, bringing together communities like yourself so thank you so much january thank you so much for giving us the platform to talk about you know gold rush and gold house really appreciate it and super excited to see where you guys are going um thank you so much yeah thank you thank you